Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the way. We want it men. What's up, Glenn? <laughs> Jesus Christ. How's your night? Oh, it's it's good. It's just been, you know, you, you try to come record and the damn computer's not working and Zoom's not working. I'm trying to make lists and gather my thoughts about today. And it just, you know, trying to unpack and yeah. How's I'm, been your year? It sounds like you're you had a pretty eventful eventful evening. Yeah, I had intention to prepare for this. So I'm I'm terrified for this episode because i am too i did not prepare so we'll see how this turns out but um yeah i mean right before dinner i got a a message on my company's facebook that one of the construction sites was leaking water and that's just down the street so i was messaging like some of the project managers hey you know should i just go down there and see and they're like yeah yeah go down there this is dinner time on a saturday night (laughs) I'm 10 minutes away. I'm like, of course they're going to say, yeah, go ahead, see. So I get down there. There's a busted hose, but it's like flooded underneath the, the trailer because it's been going for a while. Uh huh. So they gave me the padlock code. So I just turned off the hose. <laughs> hey, at least it was something simple. Yeah. Otherwise, they would have to have come out and like shut off a water main. Wow. So, Dude, yeah, did you, that... you, you get to like add like an on call list or something? you know or do you know no like i'm communications i'm not construction like i don't touch any of that stuff so i kind of felt like superman walking off that job site tonight (laughs) dude you should have i would have so how was your day my day was pretty damn fun dude it uh well, I got to spend some of it with you, which I, I, I told you while we were hanging out. It's really weird hanging out with you because I don't want to like talk and then spoil the podcast. So yeah, like save it. It, it like ruins our not. Ru- I don't want to say ruins our friendship, but we just got to kind of like we can't talk about Star Wars stuff. No. We just like, so how's the family? How's stuff we can't talk about on the podcast? Yeah. Uh, but we hung out at our buddy, uh, Chris Hamer. He throws a Legion Comic-Con. Uh, this is his second year. Hit 2020 got canceled. And uh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, it wasn't a very big one this year. I think he had three or four. It felt like he had three or four people cancel on him. And But Chris just puts on a hell of a show. Uh, you know, he invites the club in. He lets us have a club table. He treats us, you know, treats every all the vendors very well. Uh, he, has, he has coffee and donuts in the morning. He brings in pizza at lunch. 
for the vendors. He gave us my, my wife and I a goodie bag, you know, it just says, you know, and it, and I, once I finally, at the end of the day, I went through it and, you know, there's gum in it. There's a water bottle there, you know, bottle of water, there's Tylenol, there's, you know, a, wow. uh, one of those vitamin C things you could put in the water bottle if you're not feeling good. So it just it had all this stuff in it. And it's like all the people that host cons are looking at him going, dude, you're making us all look bad because you just take such a good care of everybody. And the thing with it being in a Legion hall is there's a bar right there. So you can walk around, you know, and get it. I think it was like seven bucks for a burger, which, you know, it is what it is, but it's a decent burger and it's going to the Legion. Uh, you know, so it's like seven bucks for a burger and, and a bag of chips or five or six. I don't somewhere between five and seven dollars and they, they had beer specials so you got like a tall boy for five bucks so i wasn't complaining i bet it was a good day uh and i picked up some cool stuff we spent way too much money but it was <laughs> fun <laughs> it was because we uh because justin and jason were there uh, atlanta vintage toys you know so we get there early because we were able to set up and as they're setting up they're kind of going through their stuff and he puts out a a uh, cake pan, a Darth Vader cake pan. And I'm like, damn, I wish that was a Boba Fett cake pan. And he doesn't say anything. And like five minutes later, I look over and he puts out a Boba Fett cake pan. I'm like, dude, I've been looking for one of those for like two years. And it had the insert and everything in it. So I picked that up. And uh, this other guy had a really, a really cool original piece of Wampa art. So my wife, I called my wife over. I'm like, babe, come look at this. And she's like, well, why is it still sitting there? I said, I needed your approval because it was, you know, it was an original piece of art. So, it, it, you know, it wasn't bad, but it was more than what I had planned on spending. So she, okay, we'll go buy it. So I picked that up and then he did an auction and, uh, why well, all the funds goes to the, to the hall. And there yeah. was like a grim piece of grim reaper art that, uh, I picked up and I really do that. Bill and Ted got graded Bill and Ted comic that he, it wasn't a, it was a, homage comic or homage yeah. cover or whatever uh it was the the mall is what the comic book is called yeah uh i really i went back and looked at it and sat and i'm like i just can't i don't know the comic well enough i don't i can't spend 50 dollars on this cover just because it's got a homage to bill and ted on it even right. though i collect bill and ted stuff but right it's not bill i did and ted, so why bother right but i did buy the comic so i'd at least know what it was look mandy's in the background Hey Mandy. <laughs> he says, can't hey. Hear me. She's trying to sneak, but uh <clears throat> I so I bought the comic because the, the the people who uh publish it was there and I was reading the back of it and it's like, why the hell did I buy this? Because you read it and it's three strangers that find out they're related because their dad's a low-level mob boss and he leaves them each a store in the mall. So they have, but it's a front for the mob. <laughs> and then they're like, oh my God, we have prom. So not only do I, am I dealing, and it even says a John Hughes type 80s teenage life. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the hell did I get myself into? But I'll enjoy. Read. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> it was a good read. So we'll see. But but it was sealed, right? Wasn't it created? No, they had a trade paperback. The publisher oh. had a trade. So I bought, I went back and bought a trade paperback so I gotcha. could at least read it. Uh -huh. so i can regret not buying it but they have i checked ebay and they have some on ebay so we'll see if i enjoy oh. it i may pick it up but yeah like you said it's not bill and ted so why bother awesome yeah and to go yeah what did you 
<laughs> Dude, I and and then we had um we didn't talk since our last meetup. So like last no. Saturday we had a meetup and we it was it you and Jerry that talked to the guy in Ohio. Were you were you in on that originally? Yes, yes. Sorry for my banging here. Um Matt Erickson, who uh is um why is it reverberating now? Uh, he's the president of the Ohio Club. And uh they in, they in the past have done things to fundraise to help create funds so they can have a summer social at a location that doesn't have to be someone's house. Same thing with the winter social, you know, you go to a brewery, but these things cost money. And one way they figured out ways to um, raise money is to have auctions. So just bring the junk in your house that you don't want. That's just hanging around. You know, if you have extra cards, Star Wars cards that you don't need, if you have magazine covers, you know, whatever it could be, action figures, whatever, just bring it and we'll auction it off. And, and that's, that's the story that Jerry and I brought to the club. Right. And that has been a godsend for the club because we're making hundred. I mean, I don't want to say that out on because the IRS twenty dollars is all we made. We only made like twenty bucks, but it's it's been it's been fun because you know it, it's a good fundraising tool. And um, but we did we did an auction and we had second chance, and they donated a lot because we do donate half the funds to uh, Choa. And uh, he brought out this lance, one of the big land speeders, the Power Wheels land speeder. Yeah, and I picked that up last week. Of so now. I've got this big ass land speeder in my collection room that just sits there. When he said the maximum weight limit was 150 pounds, I, I knew right then and there I was out. <laughs> There's no chance I could never drive that thing that I'm not buying that thing. Yeah. It, thankfully, I have grandkids, so they don't know I have it yet. But when they come over, I'm sure they're going to freak out about it. Yeah. Make sure it's not in that room right there. Make sure they go outside and drive it. <laughs> no. It, that's what Mandy wanted to put it in back in the forts here. And I'm like, no, I'm putting it as close to the garage door as I can because I'm not right. dragging it out every time they're here right. so they can go ride it. But it's twofold. I get to enjoy it and they'll have fun with it. We need to start having meetups at the beginning of the month, not the middle and the end, because my wife and I only get paid at the end of the month. So by the time meetups happen or like the Legion Con today, mm-hmm. it's like I'm now I'm waiting for next week. Oh, paid. Damn, dude. But I did pick up <clears throat> Jerry brought two Boba Fett's Power of the Force 2. Um, one a regular version carded, the other one the half circle version that I've been looking for for a couple of years now. And so I was able to pick that up at the auction. So I'm very, yeah. very happy about that. He's that right there. Awesome. We, we need to shoulder. get that that guy that did the auction today to come out and auction stuff off, off for us because he was serious. I might try it, try it next time and try to replicate that behavior. Yeah. You could tell he like had uh, definitely was uh, knew what he was doing. And every time you, it's like I had a hat on and I, you know, my hat's bugging me or I got an itch and it's like, I don't want to touch anything oh, or us. Yes. Uh, my daughter I just looked at somebody walking into the bathroom you sir twelve dollars <laughs> no i'm no i'm just looking out the door don't move again You're I'm right. like i don't want i'm just looking yeah but my my uh my stepdaughter and her dad came over and they he saw me in the auction room and like walked by and waved to me so i waved really high and i'm like oh shit that auctioneer is gonna see me <laughs> fifty dollars you, you sir i'm like crap uh. <laughs> But yeah, it was a good day, man. I love that. I'd love any like any show's a good show, but it was great because it started at noon, so I was able to sleep in, 
to like eight o'clock and you know you know you can leisurely get ready and you don't have yeah. to rush and it was only a half an hour from the house and you know hung out till five and he really has it set up to where you can hang out all day and uh, you know you can go get a beer get a burger and you don't have to leave the legion you can go sit down and you know in their little bar area and chill out for an hour and then go right back to the show but it was fun it was fun a nice little show yeah you pick anything i know you, you picked some stuff up from narayan didn't you yeah picked up more micro machines i'm further indebted to narayan he's <laughs> like you just pay me whenever and i'm like well if that's the case i'll see you in five years i'm joking <laughs> no it's on my priority to pay him back now but yeah i picked up the last two micro machines um that galoob released in a three-pack which included the death star but not the death star in the construction like episode four death star the um cloud city gas station which you kind of see in the I don't even remember how to pronounce it. Um, you see it in, in the special edition. There's just like this maroon colored um, thing floating in the sky and it's got tanks surrounding. It's like on a wheel. Uh-huh. And it's just where they collect the gas. It's got a, a swoop bike. And so it's tough to find because there's fewer of them made and it's in good condition. So I grabbed that. So I'm further in debt to Narayan. And then on Deal or No Deal, I picked up um, a sign-off sample for the Emperor's Royal Guard, um, the Micro Machines playset, the Transforming playset. Play so I have the hard copy, and now I have the sign-off to the box. So yeah, that that was an awesome pickup because now you have like two pieces. Yeah, that was one of those things where after I picked that up, the um, hard copy this past spring, I was like, you know, it'd be really nice to get the sign-off sample. But I mean, it's like 20 years ago, people don't have this stuff. I never in a million years actually thought that would be a possibility for me. So it came up and I'm like, I got to get this. Right. And you were waiting at the, the meetup. You're like, I got to wait for this. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah. Because there were things at, at the meetup I wanted to get, but I kind of did not put, I did not dive into the deep end of that pool because there was this other pool that looked much better that I was waiting to get. And <laughs> And they let me go swim in that pool. So here, there, I did it. So yeah. I'm good. That's what uh, I find myself in that all the time that happens, you know, because you're you're waiting and you're waiting for something or, you, you know, you don't want to th- dive in, in that $5 bin because you know you're going to be in trouble because you're going to spend $20, $30 in that $5 bin and you'll find something for 50 bucks and you can't afford it because you spent all your money on $5 figures. No. I was driving home today because they had a... Uh, an R2-D2 cooler from like episode three. And I'm like, it's, it was all going to vets. How nice would it have been to be like, I think it sold for 120 bucks and be like going once, going twice, and then just go $500. You know, it's all going to vets. But then at the last minute, you just sweep in with this massive bid and and just slap the FU money on the table. And... <laughs> that would have been awesome. But no, we, we can dream, right? Right. That's what I'm doing. I'm dreaming. Which makes great podcasting. Yes, it does. Well, there was some dude, there were some guys bidding that, you know, you have the couple of people that it would come, you know, a dollar or two. And every now and again, somebody really wanted it and they'd like double the bid or, okay, up it by five, five or six bucks. So it was, it was a fun little auction. Yeah. I was contemplating that, that R2D2 cooler, but then TK was bidding and I didn't want to outbid him. And then when he, when he kind of backed down, that guy that was like aggressively bidding got into it. And I'm like, I'm not going to beat this guy. Right. Those two guys went into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, when they was, got into it, it, it went pretty fast. Yeah. There was that one guy who was just like, 
you know, they were going like 21, 22, 23. And the guy's like $35, just yeah. like throwing it out there. Like I'm here to win. And so right. when he came into the cooler bidding, I was just like, I'm not confident that I'll beat this guy. But then he deployed another tactic when he was losing the bid. He was just like, my wife, dude, my wife. And it's just like, it's all game, bro. And I saw him later and I was told he was with his wife and I'm like, yeah, you should have seen them lose that cooler. And she says, yeah, you know, it was just like, yeah, I've heard, I've heard it. You're like the fifth person to come up and tell me that. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Yeah. Um, and then also what GameStop sent the uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic Black Series Zalbar. It's a Black Series figure. It's a Chewbacca with like Leader hosens and ninja um, samurai swords. Does he have a beer? He does not have a beer. Damn. Oh, and then Sam Sams from the West Virginia Club sent me the brand new inaugural West Virginia Star Wars Collectors Club patch. Yeah, we got an email from Sam Sams. We got to get into later oh, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, but yeah, I well, got thank, one of those. Thank too. you, Sam. I thank I you, Sam. Try to f send you a message on Facebook, but I think we need to be friends. So thank oh. you. I did invite him to the winter social, so I got that handled. Oh, good. Um, but yeah, thanks, Sam. Uh, we got to find that email too. <laughs> oh, I guess I, I should look. How you want to? Yeah, you're better at words than me. So, but um, it's a good thing you're on a podcast, then. Uh, I can't. Yeah, that's why I, I can talk better than I can read, write, whatever. Blah, and I can blah, write blah. better than I can talk. So yes, <laughs> make a good yeah. pair. We do. That's why you write everything down. Yeah, I was. I did not have lunch today. And so I was not feeling myself at the at the um, Legion Con tonight today. So it's kind of off. Anyways, um, so Sam sent us an email, and uh, not going to read all of it because it is pretty uh, detailed. Um, but I do want to hit on some of the points. Um, in his mind, there's two different kinds of scalpers: the creepy hot. Well, hold on, guy. hold on a minute. Let me let me before you jump into it. It's a reply from about our show from last week on scalping. Scalping. So scalping. That way we set the psh thing. So yeah, sorry. Some, yeah, That's the context. Now you I gotta, can start. Yeah, I got to get better at establishing establishing context. But we were talking about scalpers and Glenn's and my opinion on scalping and and so in Sam's mind, he shared some thoughts here. The creepy Hot Wheels guy that is at stores when they go down the aisles looking for, you know, when they first open up, they check the prices on eBay, you know, that's one kind of scalper and the other kind, um, the, the collector that'll pick up extra figures and sell for a profit to help fund his collection. Um, he thinks that describes a lot of collectors. Um, he, he's the second one. He pre-orders figures and then he resells them. Um, for maybe like 10 extra bucks to his friends. But the way he kind of phrased it made it seem like there was a community of individuals that were doing this. And so they were helping each other out with the preconceived, um, the established rule, ground rule that we're going to just charge 10 extra bucks and everyone seemed okay with that. So, I mean, I, I try not to, I'm not trying to justify my position. You know, I just, if I, I know I'm trying to trying to play it safe and try to be nice here. And I, I don't want to talk, you know, smack or anything like that to Sam. I just, he's got a community and it's, I think different for someone to go out and buy something and then try to flip it with the intent of, I'm just going to take advantage of somebody who wants it. Not, you know, I know Glenn wants this. Glenn and I have a relationship where if I buy it for 12 bucks, I'm going to ask 22 and he's going to pay it. Right. Right. 
yeah no and i yeah it's it, i think he's taking it from a totally different uh perspective because like you said it's a community and they all have that understanding that i'm willing to pay you a finder's fee he does bring up a good point um let's see how much i can read of this I hear people complain all the time that there's only Lando or nothing on the pegs when they go to Walmart. This issue isn't scalpers, it's case assortment, which is exactly correct. Um, a typical black series or vintage collection case has four to six figures in it. So a couple of figures will have two per case and the other ones will be like one per case. So it only takes one shopper to come in and just clear out the peg. So in, so that's the issue. And and we, we quickly go to blame. I'm I'm included in this. We quickly go to blame scalpers. You know, you go to the, the shelves up, oh, they got nothing. It must be scalpers where he's absolutely right. If, if target only gets one box, that's an assortment and Lando's the second packed figure, you know, like there's two Lando's per pack. Lando's going to be left on the shelf. So he's absolutely right. Hasbro needs to send eight boxes of IG 11, eight, or excuse me, one box of eight figures of IG-11 to the store, one box of eight figures of Mandalorian to the store to give collectors the opportunity to get more. Right. No, I, yeah, I, we, we can get into Hasbro in a minute, but I totally, that that is another big issue because, yeah, you're right. It takes one person, and if they want to buy each one of each, it only, you know, and there's what, I don't know how many, what, let's say 50 targets in Atlanta. There's a hell of a lot more than 50 collectors in Atlanta. Right. Yep. Um, and then the other, another point he brings up, which is absolutely correct. The, um, there's no excuse for not finding the figures you want, despite the Hasbro distribution issues, because I'm, I'm the, I, I haven't been to Walmart or Target to, to actively find a figure in a long time. I, I get most of my stuff off of Hasbro Pulse. If I can't find it there, I go to Entertainment Earth, pre-order it. So if you really want it, you can get it right and yeah yeah it's a game because you need to be there at four o'clock on the walmart's website to actually get those figures that'll show up yeah probably beat up you know but you just need to play the game if you really want the stuff you just have to have the commitment to play you can't just be lazy and say i'll get it later yeah and and i really that's the part i don't like about uh modern collecting is because you know everybody is doing the pre-orders and it's all online. It's all sitting at a desk. It's all on your phone. There's no joy in it. I mean, there's still joy in it, but, you know, um, I just ordered the, the Cobb Vant from uh, Hasbro Pulse yesterday. Yeah. It's not going to show up till Jan July of next year. Right. What, what the hell? So, I mean, I definitely, it sucks, but I don't know. I don't know how to remedy it. I don't, I don't know. You know, Toys R Us is gone. There's no other, uh, way no retail outlet for us to get our toys from anymore except for walmart and target and those are a joke yeah. when it comes to distribution yeah so um, i go ahead what? yeah i just i hate it i hate i hate ordering online i i would rather i'd rather spend the time hunting you know in yeah. the wild because i think it's cheating but that's the way it's gonna go man and then he kind of brings up um a good point like when when is quote scalping for the lack of a better term right now or price increase acceptable versus not acceptable because vc 102 ahsoka is selling for 700 or a thousand bucks um but then if he goes to ollie's and he picks up a rogue one stormtrooper for four bucks and turns around for 12 you know he gets 
or people will get price bashed on Facebook for trying to do something like that. So why is one acceptable and the other isn't? I, I think it's supply and demand. I mean, I, he's not trying, I'm, you know, buying a $4 figure and trying to flip it for 12, I don't think is, is outrageous. Uh, you know, if you were trying to sell that for 20, you, you know, for, sorry it, to interrupt quickly yeah. further that $12 is normal retail price. So he's right. buying it for four and then he's selling it for normal retail price. Right. But I do think you've got a lot of people on Facebook that just like price bath, try uh, price bashing, Bash, yeah. you know, or uh, because I was talking to Dutch today and he was at the show. And he had a, a slot car. I think he said he paid $20 for it. He accidentally bought two. So he paid $20 for it. And he's like, I'm going to sell it to get my $20 back. I don't even care about taxes or whatever. Uh -huh. And some lady was like, I'll give you five. I don't pay retail. I'll give you $5 for it. And he's like, for $5, I'll go throw it in the garbage because uh, you know, I'm giving you a fair price. I'm giving you less than what I paid for it. And you're still complaining about the price of this figure or the yeah. slot car. So I think it's everywhere. Uh, people they're just trying to find a good deal and they just they don't and 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 i've said it before when i go to a show in my mind i'm adding 10 to 20 percent on top of everything because you got to pay for the people to show up at the show and set up and get there and they're you know especially if you're going to a multi-day show that you got to pay you know pay for their hotel room and stuff uh but yeah i just think you've got people that oh you bought that for four dollars and it goes back to what we talked about you know, you bought it for four or five dollars and you're going to sell it for 12. Well, I don't know. And I may be going back on what I said last week, but I don't necessarily see a problem with it because I think it's still in line. And if people are willing to pay the twelve dollars for it, I guess it's, you know, I don't see an issue with that. Mm -hmm. And then he but concludes with the, with the going back to like the Ahsoka. Oh. I, I think it's all time. You yeah. know, it's it hasn't been in. in production in what two three years yeah it's longer than that but you know what's the difference between asking 700 bucks for ahsoka versus 12 bucks for a stormtrooper you're still increasing the price right i think it's the value that people will pay the value is what people will pay and so right. if people are paying 12 bucks for stormtrooper then that's the value if people are paying 700 bucks for Ahsoka, then that's the value. Correct. Um, and he concludes at the end of the day, the issue isn't about collectors scalping other collectors. It's about the jacked up distribution that Hasbro continues to ignore. This is what leads to a vibrant secondary market, which is, is true. Right. Um, the thing that bugs me about that is the vibrant secondary market if people are willing to pay 40 bucks for a black series, you know, Hasbro's leaving money at the table. Do they see that as an excuse to jack up the price to black series to 30 bucks, 35 bucks? Cause Dude, they can get that. I, I'm already pissed off at how much that Cobb Vant cost me. So I totally, I, I, I think they're going to, you know, it, the, the price of black series figures is going to slowly go up. I could see next year us paying $30 for, something we were paying 24 last year yeah probably yeah we'll, so you we'll want to talk to see. huh we'll have to see how this goes right you want to talk about the hasbro releases hasbro pulse yeah, do you want me to fly through them real quick yeah let's fly through them real quick all right so din to is coming in his weathered 
snow deco for black series and the vintage collection series with grogu this is from the second episode of season two with the spider the white spiders the cool thing is if you get both figures the black series spider can be used with the vintage collection one so you can have like three different scales so did they just take out the brown and put white brown paint and put white paint in yeah but isn't this the first time that spider's been yeah the spider's cool but oh, they the just Mandalorian, yeah. the Mandalorian yeah. Yeah. <laughs> repainted the Mandalorian. So, yeah. And then um, the vintage collection version is a Walmart exclusive and that has not gone on sale. Um, there is Cobb Vanth, Boba Fett, um, kind of that roaming Tatooine Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Those two. And then Mayfield, which is the easiest repack ever because <laughs> it's just the, the mud trooper or um, the pilot. I'm sorry. I don't know which one it is. It's got a removable helmet and then it's Bill Burr underneath. No. Wait, it gets better. They're releasing a Din Djarin version of that. Yes. So all they have yeah. to do is take yeah. the head from the Black Series and put it with that figure and right. you've got a totally new figure. Yeah. That is accurate. Yeah, Cobb Vanth has I don't... To me, I'm looking at the figure right now. It's It's... It's the figure with a removable helmet with two blasters and a, a jetpack, which is a Boba Fett figure. So why is that one deluxe and a little bit more? Right. I don't understand why they're doing it and somebody, why they made that a deluxe figure and somebody did, uh, as I'm getting ready, you know, coming down off the, you know, fi- looking at Facebook before we started, somebody did make a post about why is the, you know, this Cobb Vant, you compare the Cobb Vant to a G.I. Joe, like the $20 G.I. Joe Black Series six-inch scale yeah. G.I. Joe. Those G.I. Joes have got 10, 10 accessories with them, and they're $20. And the Star Wars figure, you add one extra accessory, and it's a 5 or $6 extra. It's got to be Disney. Like We've gone through this before time and time again. It's got to be Disney, and it's got to be the amount of money that they ask from Hasbro to make this line. It's just... Yeah not cost effective for them to add more stuff into it i mean if you remember when the black side black series line launched they were packing in more stuff like this was supposed to be like the definitive version of the figure so han solo one of the first ones that came had extra gloves had a a belt an extra belt r2d2 had different attachments that you can add to the the dome and then to his body like this it was supposed to be a definitive version and then slowly over time that's all gone away right and now it's what it is today where you're you get the figure and one more weapon yep yep so we get the shaft yes um the black series galaxy's edge stuff this had my attention hello hello (laughs) so the first one was the droids with the battle droid a pit droid babu frick a bb unit and then a k2 i don't know what what uh what kind of k2so what kind of droid he is a death star imperial interrogation droid i i don't know but there is one of those in there oh the big yeah k2so yeah rogue one droid from rogue one um and then there's a dark side for lack of a better term maybe a first order pack with hux a black r5 unit if i remember that from doing this right an at at driver Though they did say at at, and I, my fist <laughs> clenched a little bit in the live stream. No, no, no. 
anyways and then a mouse droid and then the one i'm really excited about is the creatures pack because it comes with a minoc two porgs i'm not sure what the i don't know what that is um but it's got two kawakian monkey lizards there's another thing that looks like a cross between a an owl or a i don't know it's look it up people it's out there um but i'm really excited about that because it's got the two versions of the kawaki monkey lizards the one that looks like the one from return of the jedi and then the one from the clone wars that hondo has with the blue kind of paint deco i'm really excited about that because i love my monkey lizards and I, i think i want one to keep in the box and one to open so um yeah and these are all uh Six black inch, black black series. Yeah, they're black inch. Black inch. <laughs> um, and then, oh, I didn't put two and two together till now. Awesome. Uh oh, wow. what? Uh, so they did the pipeline reveal, and there's the new Republic security droid that you see in the Mandalorian season one, the breakout on that ship. Um, there was a bunch of those security droids that they had a fight to get the the prisoner out of. Uh huh. That's coming to Black Series. Princess Leia in her Ewok Village costume. Again, Hasbro's preparing for that 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. So that's coming to Black Series. And then Figure and Dan. I thought that was, I thought they were rehashing um, the Vintage Collection Figure and Dan pipeline reveal, but he's coming to the Black Series. Nice. I'm really excited about that right now. Um, this is what I want is more creatures, more diversity uh, of of characters in the black series. So and did they, sh- have they showed that he's coming with a bunch of accessories? No, we haven't seen any kind of renderings of that character yet, but we'll see. Really Would you be willing that. to pay a deluxe price to have all the instruments? No, probably not. Or would you rather just them release like five different versions of them? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Let's space it out over five years too. So helps my wallet. Um, I was surprised to see this. I came in late. I was in a meeting. Um, and then I started listening to it after the meeting. But the vintage collection, they call them the reissues, or I don't know, they're applying the the, the photo reel updates to these figures. Obi-Wan Kenobi VC thirty one, Anakin Skywalker, VC eighty, Mace Windu, VC thirty five. When Mace Windu was going for like two hundred bucks. And then Ahsoka Tano, VC one oh two which is a, it's a giant sigh of relief for myself because I just thought at some point I'm just going to have to throw down the thousand bucks to get that Ahsoka. Oh, sh- it's that Ahsoka. It's, it's that Ahsoka. Nice. DC 102. You knew they were doing it. There's been a rumor that they were going to re-release that one That's for a just, minute. Yeah. I mean, with the popularity of the character, it's just a slam dunk. Yeah. See, I didn't even pay that close of attention to it. I guess I'm going to have to buy that one because that, that, uh i thought they were just re-releasing the clone wars when that boy wow wow no that's vc 102 um they didn't show the card so i don't know if they're going to try to update that with rosario dawson or if it's just going to be a straight repack with updated and they said they um updated the color to make it more comic or uh cartoon accurate so there are some changes so they changed the figure okay that's good yeah so her skin tone is more accurate to the to the, the the tv show and so, yeah, I'll be interested to see what the price of Ahsoka is once that comes comes out. Is that original going to come down to maybe 
two, 300 bucks. We'll see. I don't think so. Not when people are paying seven. I mean, people may, I don't think it would, you, you know, especially if they're going to do enough of a, uh, an update on it to make it, uh, you know, that distinguishable, but do, I mean, I, I still default to what happened with the retro line, even though, you know, it's a $12, you know, the retro 12 backs, they never hurt the price of a, of a normal 12 back of a vintage 12 back. You know, even even a little bit, it actually helped the, the value, I think, of the 12 backs go up. Yeah, would there ever have been a possibility for that to touch? I don't know. That I just don't know. I, I, I truly don't. I mean, maybe not in the you know, make it drop from seven hundred. You know, I mean we're using the Ahsoka as a as a as a thing. You know, that's a seven hundred dollar figure. Mm-hmm. Now they're releasing a twelve, you know, a twelve dollar figure to copy. Would it drop it? you know, hundreds of dollars or maybe it'll drop at a hundred bucks. You know, yeah. I don't know, but I, I figured that you would at least see, you know, at least the loose figures maybe drop or something with those vintage collections or the re the repacks come out and those never, it never touched them. No. So I don't think it'll, you know, if it affects it, it'll be very minor because people mm-hmm. are still going to want that original Ahsoka. Uh, it, I've seen it in pops to where they they've re-released a pop or a new version of a pop and people will go back and because that's what happens with pops they'll release like the office and so everybody gets that or you know it may not have done that well the first wave may not do well um but then the second wave comes out a year or two later so now that first wave that nobody wanted everybody now wants which will raise the the price of those so i think um you know it'll something like that may happen it may even raise the price of that ahsoka you never it's dude it's so messed up right now Mm mm-hmm I don't know. Closing this out real quick, because um, we have to. Rebel Fleet Trooper, Army Builder, uh, the four pack comes in a box. Each figure is kind of packaged in a baggie. Um, they've got Captain Antilles and three other dudes that are in the the blue vest and the blue shirt, just waiting for Darth Vader to get on the tentative four. That's going to help build out that playset, which is cool. I'm not going to open it, so that's not cool for me. <laughs> The playset or the figures? Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, Navarra. I thought it was Navarro. Navarra Cantina playset uh, with a packed in Mandalorian Death Trooper. That looks pretty cool. Yeah, so that's coming. Uh, 52 bucks. I haven't pre-ordered that, but I, I will. I still need to get that X-Wing that's hitting Target 2 right now with uh, Antoc Merrick from Rogue One. Right, but you don't get paid till next week. Exactly. That's why I don't have it yet. But then I have to pay Narayan, so <laughs> I'm a bit of a jam. We were speaking of, of Narayan and stuff, because we had uh, an opening. It kind of um, Narayan had called to let you know he had a bunch of stuff in his car. So he, and we, we were standing. It was me, you, and him. And of course, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go check it out. So anytime you see somebody bring totes out of their car at a toy show, you get a crowd. So he had this one guy come up and start, you know, kind of sneak in and, and, you know, oh, can yeah, I look? Sneak. Yeah. 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 He, 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 he lurked and, and kind of walked up and asked if he can look and it was anything for sale. So he was looking through all the Orion stuff and he's like, Oh, I'm going to open all these. I don't know if he's messing with us or not, but <laughs> no, uh, he, he wasn't. No, Hey, Narayan's like, I don't care. They're all vintage stuff. Not vintage. They're all vintage line or, you know, dude, you pay me. They're not vintage. They're not 40 year old figures. They're 10 year old figures. So you do whatever the heck you want with them. But uh, he had said that he had was at a toy show in New York and had bought some stuff 
and went on his buddy's booth and started opening them. And he said, everybody stopped as soon as they heard the plastic open. And then you could just see jaws drop and people stare at him. And they were like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you opening these toys? And he's just like, sorry, guys. Yep. Yeah, he was laughing at my face because I made a face when he said, I'm going to open these. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> oh, and I do have another story, just a Hasbro Paul story before we go into our main topic. Uh, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine and uh, he was like, um, don't get high and go on Hasbro Pauls. I was like, why? He goes, because I got this $700 charge on my card. And I was like, what? He was like, dude, I don't remember buying. He's into Transformers. And he's like, I didn't think that last Transformer that they did was $700. So he's like, huh, whatever. So two days later, the voice controlled Optimus Prime, Optimus Prime shows up on his doorstep. <laughs> he door bought step. that. And he's like, I must have been high when I ordered it. I really don't remember. That is an incredible it. figure, though. That is like a almost like a 12-inch robot that transforms based on your voice. Right to a, a truck and then back to optimus prime and he stands up and he transforms and it's, it's amazing like my jaw dropped i can't I wait that. yeah i can't wait to see it and play with it um he's supposed to be working on his room right now uh doing a bunch of work and uh he's got a unicron and i'm like dude you open it yet he's like no it's just sitting there i'm waiting yeah uh, okay real quick um yes. we'll get into that uh Arc Trooper Jesse's coming to the Vintage Collection. He was packed in that three-pack. That was a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive three-pack with mm -hmm. two other clones. The 33rd, uh, no, the 332nd Clone Trooper, Super Commando Mandalorian, and Dindajaran is the driver. That's Vintage Collection. Not Black Series, but it's going to eventually come to the Black Series. Mm -hmm. Those are all coming to Vintage Collection. Then finally, the worst kept secret in the room. The Black Series Rancor was announced. Rawr. I was shocked at the $350 <laughs> price tag. And I was talking to Jordan and his, and his friends today at the, the convention. They were saying, you know, like with Galactus, they never put the arms out and said, he's actually this wide. And then put the arms up because that's what they did for the Rancor. They put the arms out and said, it's 42 inches wide. Well, no, actually, it's probably like six inches wide. And then they put the arms up over the head. They're like, it's 27 inches tall. No, he's 18 and a half inches tall. They're just right. trying to build it up. They were trying to peacock it, like make it look bigger <laughs> than it was. <laughs> and And they... How much was was the Galactus three fifty? Yeah, he was up there. But with the Galactus, you got heads and you got hands, and he's very articulated. And it seems like they really did a lot for him or with him to get up that in that three fifty range, where the Rancor is just like it's a Rancor. Yeah, there's tons of articulation. Um, it's about a third way funded already, and this is the wow. second day that it's been announced. We're we're a bunch of idiots as Star Wars collectors, aren't we? Well, we all have our hobby. I mean, we can be doing heroin. Do you want to go do heroin or do you want to <laughs> no. buy Bill and Ted? Okay, well, let's stick to our hobby then. Yes. All right. Now that we've kind of established what's cool, Star Wars is cool. I love Star Wars. Yeah, we have until December 6th, so I have another month to uh, kick this can down the road. I'll eventually get it. I'm sure? curious to see what some of the uh, incentives are. Yeah. So, I mean, the Rancor Keeper has to be one. Yeah. They were talking today. Ula has to be another. 
Is that the one with the six boobs? No. Ula's the dancer who gets eaten. Oh, yes. That would just make sense. Uh, the third tier, you know, maybe a Gamorrean that splits apart. Possibly Jedi Luke, maybe dirtied up with some dirty deco. They've already the proven they know how to put dirty deco on a figure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Sorry. reference to uh, the Mandalorian Target exclusive. Yes, in covered dirt. in mud. Which so, yeah, figure? Because we'll, we'll I saw on the on on the no no you're right you're right that's my reference that's me making fun of Hasbro for doing ray paints. But what figure did they have in the renderings? Did, was it a, just a nondescript figure? Because I didn't pay that close of attention. The Black Series Rancor. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost prototypish. He's gray. So it's just a pro. No, no, there was an extra figure for, for scale. Was it just a gray figure? I thought they put a stormtrooper next to him. I'm looking through the photos right now. I'm pretty sure it was all. See, uh, yeah, it's a stormtrooper they put on the back to kind of give you a reference. So they okay. didn't put anything there, but yeah, and the stormtroopers being eaten by the Rancor. Okay. They put it right next to the sail barge. It's the same height as the sail barge, and uh, his waist is about as tall as the um, Razor Crest. Which only makes sense because those are for six inch figures. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to compare it. So people at home listening or in your car, turn around the car, go back home, check your uh, sail barge. That's how tall it is. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's 9,000 backers, 350 bucks. That's close to like $3.1 million if that thing gets fully funded. Wow. First tier is 11,000. Second tier is 13.5, and then tier three and four, stay tuned. Okay, so at least you have a tier level. Yeah. I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't pay that close of attention to it because I'm like, I'm not buying it, so why would I care? But yeah, maybe I should have. 900 different uh, paint applications somehow, deco ops. Jeez. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, they just showed the gray rendering. Which I think is kind of a disservice, but whatever, you know, that you because I really I'd like to see the paint apps before you buy one. So, yeah, this episode's being released on October 26, 2021, which, which is October two things. Go yeah. for it. October 26, 1985 is when uh, Back to the Future starts. Back to the Future is our second favorite movie uh, franchise. Right. What's the other thing? It's been a year since we started doing the podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, listeners, for going on this adventure with us. It's been a great learning opportunity. It has. It's been awesome. So we're just going to talk about Back to the Future, I guess. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be a lot of the Chris Farley show and be like, do you, do you remember the time that Marty was on the hoverboard? <laughs> I, uh, I really wanted to rewatch it and I just ran out of time. I don't I don't need to rewatch it. I mean, there's one movie that was on just as much as Star Wars. That was Back to the Future. Oh, yes. I'd love that. And yes, it's so good. Right now, I know this is a <laughs> this is a podcast, an audio <laughs> thing, and it doesn't work um, <laughs> visually. But it helps set the tone. I am currently co- cosplaying as Marty McFly. Which I've got to give you props because that's got to be hot, dude. 
Well, I have the window open. Luckily, you there's the, no birds or sawing going on right now. So you can't and you have on. the AC unit blowing over your legs. No, it's not on right now. Oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my daughter is like, why are you wearing that? Isn't that a podcast? Yes. <laughs> Who are you doing that for? Me. <laughs> I, I record video, so maybe we'll put video maybe. out. Maybe. Maybe we'll use this as the <laughs> promo <laughs> image on Facebook. I just take a picture of you and your cosplay. So why Back to the Future? Why is that one of your favorite movies? Um, it just, I think it just hit right at the right spot. Cause you know, I was, what was, I was like 10 in 85 and you just, it was one of those movies, man. It just, I, I, Michael J. Fox, um, you know, he was a star back in the day cause he had uh growing pains and that was a top, you know, top TV show. And then he comes out with Back to the Future and it's just, huh? Family time. Was it family? Did I say what did I say? You said growing pains. That's oh, Jason shit. Bateman. No, that's not. Is that Jason Bateman? Growing yeah. pains? Oh, whatever. It's no, family Hogan, ties. Hogan's family. What was growing pains? Growing pains was Ricky Schroeder. Was that growing pain? No, that's Silver Spoons. Silver Spoons. Growing pains is uh Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. There we go. Which okay. I saw in an airport one time and I looked up and went, holy crap, that's Kirk Cameron. And he heard me and ran away. Uh so you were 10 years old when you saw Back to the Future? <laughs> yes. And, you know, but Michael J. Fox, he was on Family Ties. And um, it was just <laughs> one of those movies. You know, I remember going to my neighbor's house and watching it, at, you know, because you got to remember back in the 80s, I sound that just sounded like uh, the Goldbergs. But back in the 80s was like the high time for VCRs. And it was time for, you know, watching stuff at home. And it was cool to go to the movie store on a Friday night and rent a movie. And Back to the Future was that movie. And, you know, it just it had the, the badass car. It had the love, the love story. It had time travel. It, it just had everything. It had the old man. It had this, the groovy music. And yeah, it just stuck with you. Um, and it's just it's a good. I just love it. Why do you why, you know, why do you love Back to the Future so much? Um, I think it's for me, there's a Venn diagram that's got a lot of back to the future just fits a lot of things i love time travel yes so anything time travel i'm i'm on board doesn't matter what it is time hot tub time machine i like that movie so whatever it is i love time travel marty mcfly i love science when i was a kid i was what five years old when it first came out so i was probably six or seven when i first saw it you know i was into science so i liked doc i liked marty and when i saw marty i was like that's the kind of person i want to grow up to be somebody who's optimistic can tackle any challenge without freaking out um is always able to just i don't know he was just the quintessential teen in my my eyes like that's he can tackle. like i said he can tackle any challenge he's i'm just gonna go through this list again right yeah no he's he's just what i wanted to be when i grew up well you're dressed like him yeah my yes, destiny's you... popped me to him. But what? My des- my density has popped me to him. <laughs> and it was just, just full of such great lines like density. I'm your density. And yeah, like for for a movie that's firmly planted in time periods, it is a timeless movie. Right. And there's something about it that's universal because when my daughter was four, she would sit and watch Back to the Future. It's one what's one of her favorite movies, the all of my kids. Back to the Future is one of their favorite movies. There's just something timeless about it and something relatable. 
I think we all just worry, wonder what our parents were like when they were kids. Right. Well, that's how the whole thing started. Yeah. Was because the one of the writers went Bob home Gale. and saw his his dad was the pre class president. Yeah. And he was like, wait a minute. I didn't know anything about my dad in yep. high school. And it was he starts thinking and he's like, what if I could go back in time and meet my dad in high school? And boom, there's back to the future. Yep. Yeah. So it's just a timeless movie and i love it yes you uh um, yeah great performances i mean marty mcfly by michael j fox was incredible but you know when you when you talk about george with uh what's his face shoot christian glover christian glover thank you that was an incredible comedic performance yeah and he just played it like he's he was a wimp and i mean at the same time we're laughing with him not at him right thomas wilson as biff as as the the bully that we all relate to but he's an idiot at the same time oh mcfly so yeah and then leah thompson was just an angel as his mother leah thompson and uh um christopher lloyd just i mean scott it, yeah his performance is just as an absent-minded almost um genius is just one of the best performances of that kind of character in, in movie history yeah like when i think of performances that are out there you know i think of jack sparrow and i think of christopher lloyd as doc yeah i mean those are the things that were big swings and they they hit home runs yeah it was, yeah i did i'm thinking it, it just you're right it, the, the, i think the casting was right i think uh you know, I was I've I've been lucky enough. I had a buddy that uh, Tom Tom Wilson's a comedian, and he used to do a lot of show uh, tours. He'd do comedian tours, and I have a buddy who likes you know he's a he'll go to movies uh, where the places where they shot movies, and he'll meet he'll purposely go to things that he knows people are there so he can meet them. And we got to meet Tom Wilson that he did a comedy act. We went on like a Thursday night, and there was maybe like fifteen people there because it was a it was a Thursday night. And we sat right up front and we had like great interaction with him and, you know, met him after the show. And it was just, he was a cool guy. Cause he, uh, you know, he was doing, uh, like somebody yelled at him. He goes, do the Biff, do Biff. And he goes, he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. And he just stops the show and breaks out the guitar. And he's got this whole song about being you yeah. know, Biff. Yeah. And it was great. It's on YouTube if you don't have, if you haven't seen or listened to this. Thing. It's it's funny because he's like, all right, I'm gonna get this. I got like the first 15 minutes. I'm gonna get it out of the way, and then I'm gonna go on with my comedy routine. And uh, I, you know, I wish at the time, yet again, you know, one of those where you just don't realize it at the time, uh, you know, to take it in because you may never. This was never gonna happen again. And he was just he was cool, and his comedy is, is hilarious. And then like Claudia Wells was at uh, at a convention I was at, and I'm just like. For me, I didn't get her autograph because I'm like she was in only one of the movies, so why would yeah. I get her autograph? It just didn't it didn't click with me, uh, you know. To, to but I, I you know I, I talked to her for a little bit in the Back to the Future machines there, and um, you know so, the time. Go ahead. It was just, it was cool. Claudia Wells was the original Jennifer Parker who took a step away because um, her mother was battling something. I think it was cancer. Yeah. So then she wasn't in the sequels and it was replaced. She was replaced by. Uh, my brain is not thinking tonight. 
Come on, Jason. Do you know you her name? more uh, apple ciders. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, my first time watching, I, and I've told this on the podcast before, seeing Back to the Future, I remember going to the, the movie theater. My mom and dad went and saw Back to the Future, and I was stuck seeing Bambi. And I was looking at Back to the Future being like, I, I want to see that one. Like, I was looking at the uh, the words outside the screen, outside of the, the movie theater, where it said, this theater, you know, Back to the Future. And I wanted to be like, I said, I want to go see that one. I, I vividly remember that, so... And my my first experience was on VHS, mm-hmm. um, but I mean we played that that tape over and over again. Oh, so much fun! Yeah, I I don't know if I ever saw it in a theater, and I remember there being uh, them re- trying to re- they replayed it in the theater, and it, I think it was just on a weird night. I never I never saw it, but yeah, I'd love to see it in the theater. It's just that that whole trilogy is uh it it just says something about life and how to you know future isn't isn't written it's what you make of it you know doc the future isn't written yet um you know and, and it just the whole trilogy it's it the one thing it just they, they repeat the whole the, all three movies are like it just the same thing happens you know with biff's car getting covered in in poo and the hoverboard and fr- finding a frisbee and stuff and um crap i don't know where i was going with this but it just it don't it's just, I think it's just a very well written, you know, trilogy of movies. Uh, I wish there was more. Now we're getting more um, memorabilia from it. I wish there was more from, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, and Michael J. Fox, I, I do have to say, you know, he has a very, it's, I've got a soft spot for him because my grandmother passed had Parkinson's and yeah. just the, the work he's done. Uh, for Parkinson's is, is pretty awesome because uh, he does have a foundation, a Parkinson's foundation that they do a lot of good um, for it. And uh, I was at a con in Charlotte and there's a couple that one of the, the husband was diagnosed with cancer and was given like a year to live. And they just said F it and maxed out their credit cards and built a time machine because that was one of their dry, one of their dreams. And they were there and uh I remember just opening up to her and just losing my, cause it was like the first mm-hmm. father's day after I lost my dad. And I just, I lost it with this lady. They just like, you know, my grandmother and Michael J. Fox and Parkinson's, you know, and yeah. they, they were doing a photo shoot and uh, you know, you pay like 10 bucks or whatever. And, and you get to stand outside the DeLorean. And then she was like, well, you, you know, you, with the group photo shot, I was by myself when I talked to her and, and kind of lost it. And uh, then I got everybody together, my family together. And we went and, and got him and then she goes you get to sit inside the car and i was just like oh <laughs> so i have these great pictures of me with this shit-eating grin sitting in, inside of a time machine and i mean it, it you can't see it but i mean i'm fighting back tears right now just because um i've already told my wife i'm like if if i get the chance to meet michael j fox it i'm done i don't care what it costs if if i know he's close i've got to meet him just because of everything he's done um mm-hmm. He's like the one guy I think that I really, I really would love to meet just cause you know, his story just hits home with me. Yeah. And it just, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what makes this movie so special is because you have, for me, I've got a connection with him as an actor and as uh, you know, um, Oh crap. Just the stuff he's doing, a, a humanitarian or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So that that 
is another i've got a real personal connection with this this set of movies and with the actor with the actor michael j fox but you know the it just it's always at home with me and i love these movies i love yeah it just (laughs) i don't know i'm rambling but yeah famously michael j fox was the first pick but then he was busy with family ties so he couldn't do it so they actually filmed six weeks with eric stoltz I want to see that footage so bad, dude. It's out there. It's on some of the bonus features. Like they'll show a few clips of him kind of leaning in over George McFly. Like, and you could tell from those clips that the performances of Michael J. Fox and Eric Stoltz are completely 180 degrees apart right. from each other. Eric Stoltz was playing as a dramedy where, where Michael J. Fox had some comedy, some levity to it. And so he just turned in, he dialed it in and he made the movie, the movie. Right. And, and um, they actually, if, cause there's, there's like the movies that made us, they did a thing on, on back to the future Yeah. Uh, on Netflix. And it's really, it's really cool. But after the first table read with Eric Stoltz, he was like, this is sad because uh, you know, he comes back to the future and his past, the people that he knew his, his past isn't the past that, the past he lived isn't the past that he's living now. So his past is gone. Right. You know, well, and, and Crispin Glover had some issues with the ending too, that it seemed like in the end, money settled everything. They were happy. Everyone was great because they had money. Christian Glover is just a weird dude. I mean, I can see where you're coming from. But, but that's a point. That's a valid point. Like right. Money isn't the key to happiness. Yeah. Happiness has to come within. It really does. It, it, yeah. Um, and then one time my brother called me. He was out in California. <laughs> this is funny. He called me from the house they used for filming from Marty McFly. Uh-huh. Um, the house of Marty McFly lives in the 1985. My brother was out in the street. And it's the famous street where like roads, we, where we were going. We never need roads. And they kind of fly down the street and they come back. The last shot, that, that area. So he FaceTimed times me from the road. I was like, guess where I am? I'm like, what, dude? Guess where I am? I'm like, what? He turns the camera on. I'm like, are you at the Back to the Future house? He's like, yeah. I'm like, are you on set? No, this is a real place. Wait, you're outside someone's house in the street filming their house? Yeah, dude, it's awesome. Okay, now leave them alone. <laughs> but yeah, who it's a real we? place. It's a real place. Were you with me or I don't, I don't know if you, it was you or if I heard it from somebody, I don't know where I heard this, but, or if I was actually part of the conversation or I dreamt it, or I know it was a real conversation, but apparently people, the people who own the George McFly house where he was up in the tree, uh, they're really cool. And people, somebody had been there and the guy, you know, they're taking pictures of the house and the guy walks out and it's just like, Hey, are you guys back to the future fans? And they're like, yeah. And they t- well, this is the tree. And he just was showing them around the house. And they were like, well, you want to get up in the tree and take a picture? And they're like, yeah, and they got up in the tree and, uh, you know, took had pictures and everything. And awesome. apparently, I mean, I may be speaking, but I, I think all those houses are on the same street or like really close to each other. That whole, you know, the, all the houses. You got five seconds to answer this question. What's the connection between Back to the Future and Star Wars? Silence, Earthling. Oh yeah, My Darth, name Vader. Is Darth Vader. Darth Vader from the planet I come from Vulcan. The planet Vulcan. 
Jeez, yeah, I'm bringing that's... it back to Star Wars as much as you don't like me when I do that. But I <laughs> that's about the only pop I really wanted to keep was the Darth Vader pop because I thought that was awesome. I love that scene where he puts that Eddie Van Halen, you know, yeah. solo and a couple Darth things Vader. about back. I know we're still talking Back to the Future one, yes. but there's a couple things I wanted to bring up for this episode. I did think of a couple things, so I am okay. prepared. Awesome. Um, you did better than I did. That'll ch- <laughs> things that'll ruin the movie for you, right? So. <laughs> when um, Marty first sees the DeLorean, it's in that van. Uh-huh. The way the van, the way the doors on the DeLorean open, it flips up. So the only way, and the the, tie, the van was pretty tight. It's like, it fits the DeLorean perfectly. So the only way Doc can get into the back of the van, or the, into the DeLorean, is if he got into the DeLorean while it was outside the van, drove it into the truck, had something to kind of close the truck up, and then he waited for Marty to show up, and when, because he couldn't get out of the DeLorean in the truck. Right. So then when Marty shows up, that's when he actually gets out of the DeLorean. He backs it out. So there's a whole process. Like he couldn't have just been in the van and be like, oh, Marty's here. I'm going to go get in the, in the DeLorean. He had to get in the DeLorean, get into the truck, wait for Marty to show up, and then get out of the truck and then get out of the DeLorean. Wasn't he standing outside? Or did he? Oh, no, no he, he opens up. He Gosh. opens up the door. That's when you first meet the DeLorean. And then during that scene, Einstein is the first time traveler. They wanted to test it, so they put Einstein in it. And Einstein was um, Doc's dog. For those that haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? Um, I haven't seen Back to the Future. But back then, they didn't have the technology or the ability to put a driver in the back seat. And I don't think there's a back seat in the DeLorean. So they couldn't make a stunt where they put somebody in the back seat of the DeLorean and then put an actual dog in the front. The only thing they could do was put somebody in a dog costume. So when you watch Back to the Future, there is a couple shots where it looks like a freaking Mickey Mouse kind of costume in the front seat. It's just a dog that looks like Einstein. And then finally, going into Back to the Future 2. Wait, there's one more thing about the DeLorean. No, what's up? It's a stick shift. How would they control it with the remote? Uh, he's a genius. He can... <laughs> Like the, <laughs> he's a genius. He could figure out time machine. He could figure out how to switch the the DeLorean from automatic to manual with the remote control. I just figured it out right there. Okay. But back to the future two. They go into the future, which we haven't gotten into the sequels. We'll have to get into that real quick. And they get into the future, and they buy the almanac with the intent to change the past by you know earning a couple extra bucks. And Doc's like, "You can't do that." They throw it away. Old Biff grabs that almanac with all the dates and and the um the winners. So he goes back to 1955, and he gives it to his younger self, and then he comes back to 2015 to give back the DeLorean. Well, at, at that time, he's already changed the past by giving himself the book. So right. when it comes to 2015, because they go back to 1985, and it's an altered future, an altered 1985, because Biff has already changed things. So when Biff goes, when old Biff goes from 1955 to 2015, it should be the altered 2015, not the regular 2015. Maybe he just time traveled really, 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 really fast. Yeah, it doesn't work that way because <laughs> he's already done it in the past. It doesn't matter how long it takes for you to get into the future. Once you've altered the past, you've already altered the future. Right. But you kind of got to go past it. I mean, it's a perfect movie. Besides it, that, and from what I understand is they were so far behind with the first one that all the little nuances and the mistakes, they were just like, we'll leave them in. 
and because we don't have time to fix them. Yeah, I mean, they were filming, I think, like in June, and it came out in August. Yeah, it was like an incredible turnaround. Like they don't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, even the posters by Drew Stint, Drew Stusen are incredible with Marty, you know, kind of one foot out of the DeLorean holding up his watch. Hey, look at that. I'm looking, I look like Marty McFly right now, <laughs> um, with his watch and then the sequel with, with doc. And then the third one with, um, Mary Steenberg, Steenburgen. Wasn't there something about her and the, the falls or something in the third movie that was pretty much the same thing? No, because they worked that through. So, which is great. Uh, what's her character? It's a teacher. I don't remember. Yeah, she's a teacher. Hold on. Let me look at the Back to the Future 3 sequels. Oh. We're going to do this right. Back to the Future 3. Um, Mary Steenburgen played. Oh, God damn it. I should know this shit. Clara Clayton. Clayton yes. Clayton Ravine. So there's a famous story where a teacher named Clara Clayton fell into a ravine when the 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 um, horse she was riding or the carriage she was in kind of got scared by a a snake and then it just ran off into the ravine and then they named the ravine after her. But then Doc in Back to the Future Three saves her in that moment, preventing that from happening and preventing Clayton Ravine becoming Clayton Ravine. Yeah, but. Michael J. Fox, as Marty McFly, knows that he can't use the term McFly or the last name McFly in the past because in 1885, he's got family members that are also McFlys. And it's not common. It's not like a Smith, you know? It's like there's two different McFlys. Something's up. And they look alike. So he has to pick a new name, and he picks the quintessential Westerner, Clint Eastwood, which they got his permission. That's awesome. So I think people assume that when the train flies off the bridge into the ravine they assume that Clint Eastwood went with it so when he goes into the future again 1985 and back to the future 3 it's Eastwood ravine so well they did the same thing with Twin Pines Mall yes yeah which is an easter egg that took me years to figure out to actually see it notice it it's yeah. a Lone Pine Mall my pines. I mean, everyone's seen this, right? They know what we're talking about. I really hope so. <laughs> okay. If you haven't, highly recommended. You need to see the whole trilogy. When Back to the Future 2, um, in 2015, when they go into the future, there's one point where they look at the clock and they go, here's the date. Where October, isn't it, isn't it October 26, 2015? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was a couple of days ago. October 21st, 2015, excuse me. Um, in 2015, I lined it up. I started Back to the Future 2 at the exact <laughs> right moment. So when Doc says, when Doc says that it's um, October 21st, 2015 at the specific time, it was a specific time for me. <laughs> That's great. It was amazing. I had waited my whole life for that moment, like nearly 25 years, 20 years to see 2015 and hope that i remember walking out of back to the future too like i can't wait for a hoverboard and my mom was like i don't know if we're gonna be that far in advance in 2015 <laughs> and in the hoverboards we get are those stupid two-wheeled things oh god oh maddie collector had i'm still mad at this the first kind of has lab situation where they they made a hoverboard and uh -huh. they sold it like it's gonna be a 
they, they had Bob Gale there, the writer of Back to the Future. And they were showing the hoverboard that they were going to produce. And it's got this and that and this and that. And we get the hoverboard. And it's not that. It's like stickers. We were not, we did not get what we were promised, which I think is the, the biggest dump that I've ever taken. I'm pretty upset at that. I still have it, though. I'm not going to get rid of it. Oh, yeah, that one you showed me. That... Yeah, the Maddie Collector hoverboard. Yeah. I mean, that... it's legit. I love it because it comes in like a hoverboard box. Mm-hmm. So it looks like you go to the store and you bought a hoverboard. Right. Um, It's got a lot of features to it. It's just, it's all stickers. Like it wasn't supposed to be just sticker application. It was supposed to be detailed paint. Um, And it just wasn't. And in yours, the stickers aren't even put on there good. And one corner, it's starting to come up. So I got to fix that. Oh, damn. But I don't have it on display yet. Like I, someday I hope to have a theater room. Mm-hmm. Someday I hope to have like a store in the bottom of my basement so I can display all this stuff. But I also hope to have a theater room and I, I want like um, props from different movies kind of like embedded in the wall. I want a hoverboard. I want the fertility idol from Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm sure I'll find like a lightsaber from Star Wars. I, I'm sure you have a few already. I also have, I'll pull it out here. You'll recognize this because this is a um, a podcast, so you'll see what I'm talking about, right, people? I've got the blast from a past. The um, what do you call it? The bag that um, the holographic bag that uh, Marty buys the um, sports almanac from the store yes. in the future. So I've got the bag. It says "Blast of the Past." I also have the sports almanac itself. Gray sports al gray's sports almanac there's no ooh la la in the middle um, damn here tell me when to stop stop okay u.s open this championship was inaugurated in 1985 the lowest 72 hole aggressive aggregate is 272 jack nicholas wait oh yeah and then it's just all the scores from Horace Rollins, 172 to Fuzzy Zawaller in 1984. It's like golfing. Rope jumping. The <laughs> longest recorded nonstop rope jumping marathon was one of 12 hours, eight minutes by Frank P. Oliveri at Great Lakes Training Center, Chicago, Illinois, on June 13th, 1981. So is it real? Did they actually? Handball. Like, yeah, this is, I, I, you know, I never checked the accuracy of this almanac i just saw it as like this holy thing because it was from back to the future too yeah even has the receipt from blast of the past that's awesome so yeah that was i don't remember where i got this from did i get it from uh oh we gotta talk about back to the future of the ride yeah i was gonna ask if you ever got to ride it of course Dude, I'm I, i'm so mad because the only time i ever went to universal where they had it was on black Friday and it was so busy. And my dad, I guess we had had some bad chicken or something and everybody was sick. Cause we had uh, taken a family trip down there for Thanksgiving and everybody gotten sick. And my dad, we went to universal and my dad was like, I, I can't stand it. And we left and I got to ride maybe one thing because all the lines were like an hour. And I was like, I want to, I want to, it was the only time I was in like the old school universal and I didn't get to do anything and it sucked. That sucks. But I never got to ride it. But they have this time machine and they have the uh, the train still there. I have a couple other props. 
I have the, the note that uh, Doc uh, Marty McFly write, writes to Doc in uh, 1955 to tell him to open in 1985, and then Doc rips it up and then he tapes it back up. Yeah, I've got that. I've got the envelope with uh, Joe's Cafe. Do not open until 1985. That goes along with that letter. I have this is one of my favorite things. Save the clock tower. The flyer. Um, I have just another copy of um, the Loose Cafe. Oh, I have the uh, the note that Doc sends Marty in uh, 1885 to 1955. Uh-huh. I love this. As as you can see, the lightning bolt shorted out the time circuit's control microchip. The attached schematic diagram will allow you to build a replacement with the 1955 component. But it's got like ink spots. I don't know. This it's is not. Cool. Yeah. I always thought it was funny how like when they take the 1955 and they make the circuit board, it takes up half the car. Yeah. The hood of the car to make it. Yeah, it's accurate to what it would have been. And uh, what else, man? It just. I mean, it's I, just a. It's a great movie. I love the fact that uh, they can never remake it because they need Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis to approve a sequel or a, a remake, and they're not interested. I right. think that's the right approach, that it is a perfect movie. It was made of its time. To remake it would be to diminish the value of the original. Right. And we need to keep what we have, and there's no need for it. Like It's no. still relevant. It's still perfect. It's still universally accepted as a great movie because, like I said, well, I shouldn't say universally, but you know, my kids liked it when they were four years old. So my nephew loves it too. He's what four or five right now. Yeah. I think I need to show it to my grandkids, see what they say. Yeah, and the music, like you would think that Huey Lewis and the news would be like some cheesy band, but it is spot on perfect for yeah. that movie. The power of love and back in time. I mean when it says to be continued and you hear the blaring of the the uh the bass and the um synthesizer like you're in for a treat and and i love it yeah sorry i'm putting away my props oh no and what's great is one day my uh my stepdaughter she's getting a text message and she's and i'm like is that back to the future yeah you don't need money you don't need fame don't, you don't need no credit, credit card. card to ride this train. And what's it's sad is there's like a totally seven. like second verse to that thing, and nobody ever knows it. <laughs> you don't know what the third verse is. Yeah, because they cut it out in the movie. Like they just move on and they don't get back to it. Um, famously, uh Huey Lewis does cameo as one of the teachers who tells Marty that he's too damn loud. Yes. Um ZZ Top cameos. ZZ Top cameos in Back to the Future 3. They're the band, the old Western band. And then flip Flea, the guitars and everything, man. Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers cameos as Needles and Back to the Future 2 and 3 as his boss. Yeah. So there's a lot of musical connections. And I like how they kept that consistent throughout all the movies. Right. I'm trying to think what if there's anything that happened in the movies that are true life. You know, like yeah. you know this, any did they predict anything not really no we don't have flying cars we don't have flying cars i mean we do have ipads and stuff like that but we don't have you don't go into a, a restaurant and have max headroom ronald reagan come in and take your order 
there's so much that I it's one of the most quoted movies that I I'll do is is Back to the Future. Yes. Um like when I kiss my kids goodnight, I'll kiss them on the top of the head and I'll go, "Woo, time to change that oil." They get <laughs> they get so mad at me. They know it's coming too and they get so mad at me. <laughs> oh. oh, give me a Pepsi free. If you want a Pepsi pal, you got to pay for it. Give me a tab. I think tab is the first one he says. Yeah. Yeah, no, give me a tab. How can you have a tab if you don't have anything? Yeah, you don't order anything. Give me a Pepsi free. You want a Pepsi, pal? You got to pay for it. Yeah, that's the the whole movie. And like you said, the the Easter eggs with the Twin Pines and the Lone Pines and then the the Eastwood Ravine. And now I got to go rewatch those movies. I love those movies. They they, they pop in and out of Netflix. I don't. Um, I don't want to get political. Netflix. I have it on digital. I have it on DVD. I have it on Blu-ray. Oh, I've I don't bought want it. To get... Go ahead. Here's the one thing they did predict, and I don't want to get political. Uh huh. Biff, nineteen eighty-five. Oh yes, I've heard was, this. Was based on Donald Trump, and so they did kind of predict that Donald Trump would be in a position of power. Right. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. But um. <laughs> how, how insane is that though it really is. like that is a long shot out of any, everything in back to the future too they got that right right and it, it's like with the simpsons and the simpsons predicting everything it's just it's yeah it's but the simpsons will just throw shit out there and then <laughs> if you throw a thousand darts one of them's gonna hit bullseye at some point yeah so and they, that's just all they, they that's the attention that they get to the things that they hit right mm-hmm. what's your um favorite thing a piece of of memorabilia or toys or collect what's your favorite back to the future collectible you have i think it's the as much as i hate it it is the the hoverboard yeah although this puffer that i'm wearing i wear this often mm-hmm. and like it kind of blends in because it's a puffer but whenever i wear it she, my wife she's like you think you're marty mcfly right now don't you like, yeah of course i'm marty <laughs> mcfly so this puffer it's an old navy puffer it's just an orange puffer what's with the life preserver right <laughs> You jump ships, jump ship. What? So the and that's... I just need to use the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's just something that because they had mentioned that with Eric Schultz that when they because he was dressing all black and stuff, and then when yeah. Mar- when uh, Michael J. Fox came on, that that was like a total runner that they just came up with. They threw that on the, the vest on him, and uh, it, it just became a runner on the whole the whole movie. There was um so there's cosplayers who dress up as Marty McFly and there's people just like Star Wars who try to get as much detail as possible. So people have tracked down the actual jean jacket that Marty McFly wears, mm-hmm. but in the movie, he's got a specific liner, right? That's not part of the jacket. So people were trying to figure out what. No, no. What it was is they wanted to see what was inside. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like one of those teen magazines from the 80s that had Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox, and they showed some of the costume and then finally saw what was inside and there was a liner. I'm sure this is riveting podcasting, but people were able to figure out so there is some sort of fabric on the inside and they can make their costume more accurate. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It it's was the that. sleeves. It's the sleeves, the sleeves. Yeah. the sleeves rolled up, which is not the same pattern as the shirt. So they couldn't figure out what it was. Until they saw the teen magazine and then they saw that there was a special liner that in the jean jacket that wasn't part of the, the jean jacket. Right. 
So when you see Marty McFly and he rolls up his sleeves in that weird pattern, that's what it is. It's a specific liner that they made for Michael J. Fox. Awesome. Riveting podcast. It's riveting, but I'm trying to look at all my stuff, man. I mean, I have the the Funko um, Marty McFly and the DeLorean. We have the Back to the Future game, the tabletop game, which is kind of, it's good. I, my wife likes it more than I do, but mm-hmm. there's like four teams and there's four different time. I'm going to try to explain this. I don't know if I can. There's four different players. There's four different time periods and you have an objective to do it in your time period. And every so often you might have to travel into a different time period to, to give somebody their task. I don't know. My wife likes it. It's an okay game. Mm-hmm. If you like tabletop games, it's worth a shot. Yeah. I've thought about buying it, but I just never, never did. You can borrow it if you want. We just got to get it back because my wife likes it a lot. Well, I got to have enough people to play, don't you? Isn't it like a four-player game or something? Yeah, it's a four-player. It's up to four players. Okay. Um, Chris Glover, he actually changed the rules in the um, SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, because they couldn't get him for the sequel, so they put george mcfly on the golf course and he had an injury so when you actually see him he's like upside down they hired a different actor and they put on prosthetics to make the actor look like chris crispin glover and crispin glover's like no i didn't sign for that so he actually changed the rules so that actors you know reserve their appearance they reserve the right to you know if you if you hire someone make them don't make them look like the actor from the previous movie and use their likeness, use the actor's likeness and you just have to deal with it or make the deal with the original actor. Right. And they, uh, there's actually a, in one of the Indiana Jones, cause the, the original uh, time machine was going to be like a refrigerator. And so they ended up changing it. I guess, with, I guess it, what was it too close? To, I don't know. But anyway, uh, so they made it the car, but then like in one of the Indiana Jones movies, there's a nuclear blast and he gets in a refrigerator and that's a throwback to Back to the Future. Mm. Nuke the fridge, everyone's favorite Indiana Jones movie. Yes, that, that's a Back to the Future reference. Yeah. Because it was going to be on the back of a truck and they yep. had something like the, the ending scene was going to be a nuclear blast, but they, right. it was too expensive. Plutonium. Yes. Plutonium is the thing that makes the time travel work. 1.21 gigawatts? What in the hell's a gigawatt? <laughs> Ronald, who's the president? Ronald Reagan? The actor? The actor? <laughs> I suppose Jane Martin is the first lady. <laughs> and Jerry Lewis is what? What was Jerry Lewis? Vice president? Oh, dude, I don't know. I feel really bad for... Um, because have you seen the pictures of um, of him with like people like Comic Con? Um, Who? Which Doc, actor? Doc. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. All of the like recent pictures of him at Comic Con. He's getting old. He's getting up he, there. He's getting old, and he does not look like he's having fun. Michael J. Fox at least smiles, and Chris and Christopher Lloyd's just standing there stoic with the long ass beard, and it's like, "F this, oh. I'm over it." I'm over this, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I really, I'm kicking myself because my son sent me a picture of uh, Michael J. Fox autograph and it was like 200 bucks. 
Yeah. It was at it's sitting in Universal, and I was just like, "Damn it, I don't have the two hundred dollars at the time." And it by the time I got the money, it was gone. And I wish oh, I'd have just told him go buy it. But yeah. I don't think his discount was on uh, memorabilia because they do have some really cool autographs in Universal, but they charge out the butt for them. They're very they're like triple what they should be because I think a Michael J. Fox autograph is between two to three hundred dollars right now. Sure. Um, but yeah, I would be I would be kind of mad if I spent a lot of money to meet Christopher Lloyd and he did not smile in my picture. Uh, is, that, is that hip hop trooper? No, this is a Sith trooper, the vintage collection Sith trooper. It's one oh six two A. It's an Amazon exclusive, like the uh, armory pack. But I'm I just noticed that the card is lifting. Oh no! On one of the corners. It's it looks like it's like 80 percent sealed. Um, whatever. I'm just looking around. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Back to the Future is like my second favorite franchise. I always wanted to be uh, Marty McFly growing up. Yeah, I, I just thought he had it together. Like no matter what life threw in his way, he was he found a way to just like he like we all dealt with bullies. Like he, he stood up to it, and and he was a, he was not as big as Biff. Yeah. And he did not let Biff knock him down. Like any adverse, any adversity, he faced it with, with a chin up and I'm going to take care of this. Right. And I'm just thinking it, it we didn't see a whole lot of Michael J. Fox, uh, Marty McFly's high school. Cause he was all moving around. It was all, he was all in the future in the past or whatever. Yeah. There's just the, the scene where in the, the gymnasium when he's rehearsing for the the battle of the bands right and, and here's what's something crazy is i didn't realize this until i was watching the movie probably about five or probably 10 years ago uh i the battle of the bands the bass player is playing a, a gibson victory bass and i own one <laughs> and i'm just like it matches oh you've got a prop i got a prop it's totally different bass but mine's a different color it's not even the right model but I own a bass that was similar to the one that was a Back to the Future. Yeah, the guitar Michael J. Fox plays in 1955 at the dance, Enchantment Under the Sea Dance. That guitar wasn't made until like a couple years later. And apparently it flip-flops because they use a different one in, in the second movie when they go back. Oh. And that was... Dude, the, the um, technology where they had the two actors standing next to each other, that was invented for that movie. They right. had to invent all that technology. Yeah. Well, and Back to the Future too. I mean, there's three people in the scene. There's yeah. young, young Marty, son Marty Jr., his daughter, and then old Marty, all in the same shot. And seeing Michael J. Fox in drag just kind of still messes me up. <laughs> <laughs> same way as Bugs Bunny dressed in drag. Yes. Anybody yeah. enjoy what the hell? What what was his line? Which one? Garth watching bugs bunny dressed as a girl or something about turning no. you on or feel yeah. kind of funny when you saw bugs bunny dressed as a girl no <laughs> me either <laughs> it's just it's just checking yeah um yeah and back to the future is just a, a great adventure comedy time travel sci-fi like it's got all of the the pieces of of movies and um pop culture that i love right it's even got some uh Star Wars in it. It does. Darth Vader for the Darth planet Vader. Vulcan. Which is great. Yeah. 
I want that Marty McFly. I don't have it. Oh, well. I had the pop, but I got rid of it. Yeah, Damn it. You don't need pops. Pops need are for pops. kids. It really is. It, it, yes. And then when we were at the, the thing today, they were auctioning off Conan pops. And I'm like, they're going to have the damn Marty McFly one. And it was the series before that. So I was like, Phew. yeah, what, what's the story behind all those Conan pops? I don't know. I think for uh, Comic Con or one of the Comic Cons, he releases a bunch of pops of himself. He'll release, and it's uh, they he run, he do, they'll do a set of four, and you have to win them. The only way to get them is to win them hmm. through Conan. <laughs> well, he's not on TV anymore. He's not. He's no, not on TV. Yes. Huh? He's he ended his show. Oh, well, then I guess they won't do any more Conan pops. Poor guy. Oh, he got shafted. Darn. That's Not how much good. I know. I dude, I don't even have TBS. So is the Braves game on? Oh, probably. Um, probably on Saturday. This is Tuesday when this podcast drops. <laughs> one to one. Damn. Anyway. Well, those those driving now know what the score is at the end. So I mean, it doesn't yeah. matter what you say. It's like You're not thinking fourth dimensionally. Damn it. When the people listen to this podcast. That game won't even be there. Right. And we'll know who won, who's going to the World Series. That was from Back to the Future 3, if you didn't pick that up. I totally did. Didn't. I didn't. How many times do you think that? No. They did predict the Cubs winning the World Series. Yeah, that's true. Against Miami, which is now the Miami Marlins. They were the Florida Marlins. Yeah. A lot of people wanted to change the name 2015 to match that. Oh, to the Florida Marlins? It was like an alligator in the movie. It wasn't the Marlins. But Miami didn't even have a team back then in 1992 when they filmed the movie. Was it 92? Yeah, I don't remember. But they filmed two and three together. Yeah, it was one of the first movies that they filmed back to back. Yeah. So what did you think? So you got to ride the ride? Yes. And the ride is available on the 30th anniversary DVD. Okay. I I did look it up on YouTube. And so I watched the, at least the footage. There's a lot there. I mean, um, Thomas Wilson comes back as Biff, and Biff kind of infiltrates this time machine uh, industry company. Doc is there, and, and then Biff steals the time machine, and he has and he goes back in time. There's like dinosaurs. You go into the future, and the only way you can time travel is you take another DeLorean, and you have to like bump into to Biff. And at that moment, you both go wherever you want to, wherever you're headed. Right. And it was fun. It was like a giant uh, IMAX screen with like eight different DeLoreans that kind of rose up from like a landing platform. And so then you're all like, and they kind of block it off. So you can't see the other vehicles. But if you're positioned, and it was like eight people per vehicle. But if you were positioned in the right spot, you can see the other DeLorean's kind of moving up and down, but it was just a giant screen, like a dome almost. Um, if you ride the Simpson ride, it's almost the exact same thing. Yeah. It's just a DeLorean instead of the, the roller coaster. Yeah. I, I rode the Simpsons ride and you shed a tear because it's like, this used to be Back to the Future. Yeah. I mean, I don't like that Back to the Future left the park. I thought it was just, it was a staple. It was something that should have stayed there for a long time. Right. I have an out of time license plate too. I wanted when I got my license plate, I wanted to get that, and it was 
it wasn't enough letters. Oh really? Plus, yeah. Because I think you need seven. You need you need one more letter than Georgia. I'll let you have. That's seven letters. O U T A T I. No wait. O U T A T I M. I don't know. It's eight. Well, then Georgia gives you seven. They just do out time. I thought about it and I had it pretty close, but people are like, I, I got shot down pretty fast. Well, um, I'm glad to have been on this podcast for a year. I think it's safe to say that my density has popped me to you. <laughs> glad to be here. Um, yeah. My density. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with, I'm your what? Oh, it's Calvin. Isn't he a dreamboat? <laughs> That's my favorite is when you like see somebody with Calvin Klein underwear. They, hey, Calvin. And then they never get it. No? No. What? How many people do you see with Calvin Klein underwear? I think <laughs> I that's know. the more appropriate question here. <laughs> that's pretty sad, isn't it? Where, where was I that I saw that? What are you that? doing? I, are you just dro- making people drop trowel? Yes, totally. What underwear are you wearing? It's Haynes. Oh, forget you. Yeah. You know. All right, I made the joke at work and nobody got it. Oh, really? I don't remember why I, why I was seeing somebody in their underwear, but I don't know. That's a question for another time, or maybe that's a, a discussion with your therapist. It probably is. I need to go find a therapist somewhere and talk about it. <laughs> it's getting late. It is. What time is it? 9.30. 9.30. Or whenever people are listening, it's that time. Yeah, we're in an hour and 40 minutes. So, Jason, I think it's time. I hope we didn't bore everybody. If we you got any... did. I, huh? We probably did. We'll go back to regular schedule broadcasting next week. Right. But uh, if you got any back to the future memories, email us at smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Uh, you know, like us on Facebook and Instagram. I do now. We did. I'm going to reactivate the Twitter. Maybe we can get some people through Twitter, but I don't know. It's there. Don't expect anything special, but it's there. You can find us. You'll know when a new podcast episode comes out. Twitter, uh, you, I saw somebody perfectly perfectly encapsulate what Twitter is. It's the messages that you see in the back of the stall when you sit down and take a dump and you see the, the quick messages there. That's, that's what Twitter is. Yes. I don't want to read that much. I'd rather see pictures. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm trying, you know, if you, if, you know, if you think it's some, you know, somebody who would, uh, enjoy the podcast, pa- pass it on and, uh, you know, like us and rate us on on the uh, Apple Podcast. Who's vice president? Jerry Lewis. That's the line. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, Doc, Doc. Are you trying to tell me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? I figure if you're gonna make a time machine car out of a time, oh, shit, it's cough. I figure if you're gonna make a time machine out of a car, you might as well do a car into a time machine. You might as well do it with some style. There you go. You got it. I'm dyslexic sometimes. Your future is whatever you make it. So make it a good one. There. Let me end the recording. Come on.
Okay, so Jason and I were kind of shooting the shit after the show, and I'm looking on Facebook, and we're just kind of doing the pre-production stuff, and we totally forgot to talk about Hayden Christensen coming back to Ahsoka. Holy crap! Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love Hayden Christensen. I love his performance in Revenge of the Sith. I, you know, he's Attack of the Clones, whatever. But I am so happy that he's back to the franchise. And like, what? what what do you think he's going to do in Ahsoka? It's got to be some sort of flashback. It's going to have to be. I mean, it, and this makes me believe. Or is it so, a force ghost? Because it's got to take place in the Mandalorian timeline. Dude, it, it's either that force ghost world between worlds or flashback world between worlds. Dude, it's got to, as much as you hate it. I think they're bringing world between worlds at back. We just recorded an episode on time travel and how much I love time travel. And I don't like world between worlds. I don't want it in star Wars. <laughs> Because of the reasons why, you know, you could change things and I don't want them changing timelines. I don't want there to be a Star Wars multiverse. Right. I, and it was confusing because like, what if I watched that and I didn't get any of it? I don't understand because that's all they did was set up the multiverse in Marvel. I thought what if was going to be, you know, different scenario. It was different scenarios, but then they brought them all together. And I'm like, this was totally what they what not what they planned. But I don't want that in Star Wars. Yeah, so it's just going to be interesting to see how they do this. It's, yeah. Is it flashback? Is is she trying to... Is it like Godfather Part 2? They flashed back between Robert De Niro playing Don Corleone and, and flash forward to um, Al Pacino playing Michael Corleone and having the two time periods going back and forth. So you see old Ahsoka trying to deal with her present situations and she's relating to old Ahsoka with Anakin in the Clone Wars. Yeah. That would be cool. And I'd be on board with that. Or I'd be on board with Hayden playing Anakin as a force ghost. I just don't want the world between worlds. Like, I, I don't want that. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was going to no. ask, you, you know, yeah, he is going to be a force ghost because of the uh, Return of the Jedi. This is after Return of the Jedi. I'm but, okay with that. Yeah. Hey, Snips. <laughs> you know he's going to say it. Hi, Sky Guy. Yeah, she's got to say it too. She's got to say it back. But I think people will be like, "Oh, she said it." They're not going to be like, "Oh, it's so stupid, Sky Guy." Everybody's going to be like, "She said it." And they're going to start crying, and David Quinn and all his guys will be having their little podcast. I love you, David, and I love all those guys on that podcast. But yeah, yeah I was telling I was telling my wife, um, a couple of people were thinking about coming from out of state to the Winter Social, and she goes, "Is David Quinn coming?" <laughs> No, he's not going to make it. She's like, oh, man, I just want to meet David Quinn. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, but yeah, I, I really hope, uh, I mean, Darth Vader won't be part of Ahsoka. And I just hope it's not world between worlds. For the reasons I mentioned, I hope it's just um, Anakin coming back to to kind of give her some of the, the um, information or coaching, prepping, whatever that she needs in, in the Mandalorian times. What if we see the Mandalor the Ahsoka Darth Vader duel from Rebels in live action? That'd be cool. Like it as a flashback? Yeah, I'd be down for it. That would be badass. Then you'd be back in the world without between worlds. But or maybe he comes back to help her finish her Jedi training and she becomes a Jedi in Ahsoka. Ooh. And they're also saying that I that she's Luke Sr. If you look at it right, Dave Filoni has said that she's Luke Sr. 
if you if you look at the timeline it, it so damn. yeah ahsoka's gonna be so badass it will be it's gonna be cool now that i know that um hayden is in it yeah it's gonna be awesome do you have do you do you know anything about a release date on those on it no i, I would imagine they're gonna start filming soon and then probably a 2023 jesus because they got Andor, they got Obi-Wan. They've also got that other Rogue Squadron movie, which should be in production soon. Meaning they're filming in production. Mm-hmm. But I want it now. But I want it now, Daddy. <sighs> we were also just talking. I had picked up the hyper real Darth Vader from Ollie's. And uh, are you okay if I move on to this? Yeah, go right ahead. We were just saying that this is Hasbro's attempt to get some of that Hot Toys dollars, the sideshow collectible dollars, and it didn't really pan out. $80 price point, and people were like, why would I buy that for another 100 bucks? I can get a hot toy. Yes. So, But I did pick it up, and I, I do plan on opening it and um, displaying it. I'm getting everything ready for the winter social. Everything, all my energy right now is directed to making sure everything's ready for the winter social. Yeah. Trying so to figure awesome. out how to maximize the space in my house. and I'm starting to mess with stuff, too, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, um, is there anything else we wanted to do on this after show? I think we're good. Oh, okay. All right. We'll talk again next week. Or in another five minutes when you think of something else. (laughs) 